0: you heard the rest now here's the best stay tuned sports podcast and hello there all you stay tuners welcome back to another episode of stay tuned sports it's your good friend jimbo here by myself once again uh, me and shoulders couldn't get our schedules together this week but uh, hopefully next week he'll be back not too much to talk about with free agency kind of slowing up now but there's still some interesting moves that have happened this past week that we'll, we'll touch on a little bit plus the Rams releasing whatever that thing was a uh, new logo I guess they're they're calling it but and there's a former player that is not too happy about it and wants to talk to ownership about it. But before we get into the show, head over to Twitter. Follow us there at St Sports Podcast, as well as our Facebook page. Like and share that um, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Head over to our website that we've had up for a few months now, staytunesports.net all our episodes are over there at any of the social links that you want to find us at or um, where you can listen to us plus we do have a tab there um, for merchandise you know t-shirts uh, over teespring and not just t-shirts i mean you can get uh, phone covers other things like that and i am in the works of getting a new t-shirt uh designed with our stay tuned sports I race, uh, I racing car, which is, uh, drove by Scott Crump, um, every Monday night, 930 head over to sim.tv and look for the, uh, pristine auction series. Um, and make sure you root for number 51. That's our, our car. Uh, I forget where we are going on Monday. Um, but I will definitely be posting, um, all that stuff during the week uh, from now till till Monday so you could you know watch the race because honestly, you know with no sports it's, it's actually very entertaining to watch it's only hour hour and a half depending on cautions and stuff like that so so like I said at the top of the show here um, Los Angeles Rams released their new logo uh, this past week and listen I'm not a graphic designer I've played with the the programs here and there I could have did a better job for this so they're trying to go away from the, the design they uh, unveiled back in 2000 and kind of going back to like an old-school um, you know blue and gold but just the looks of it and if you if you asked our our good buddy king over on twitter or facebook he just blew his mind of how ugly this thing looks and eric dickerson has been vocal about it and now if you have Watched over the past few years, you know Eric Dickerson is a very vocal Rams member, and he's also you know part of their front office as well. Um, he's the vice president of business development for the Rams. So, I mean, I know he probably only has like a one percent say in anything that goes in to the business, but you think they would have floated this idea and? It's it's terrible. Like this this logo. Um, he went to Twitter uh, earlier today, uh, Wednesday, and said, "Ram at uh, Rams NFL fans. I reviewed your comments regarding our new logos and share in your disappointment. I'll be speaking with the Rams on our behalf. Please like if you prefer the logo on the left, and retweet to vote for the logo on the right. Rams Booster Club, the Ram Bass, the Ram Ambassador." Um, now the, if you go over to his, uh, Twitter handle, which is at Eric Dickerson, there's two logos there. He has one's a fan made one. And the one on the right is like he says in his tweet there, the Rams booster club. I personally retweeted cause I think the, the, the booster club one actually looks really cool. Um, the one on the left still kind of looks like. The, the the logo of the Rams uh, released the other day but this is all in an effort to rebrand the look of the Rams to get ready for um, their new home at SoFi Stadium <coughs> now if this is how they wanna kick off this new era nothing really to get excited about like i said it's just just ungodly looking um the rams are calling the their their new logo or whatever rams royal or soul which i guess that must be the new thing like you know with the vikings with you know skull and now this and They also um, had a comment from the Rams Chief Operating Officer, Kevin DeBoff, and said, you know, I'm sure it will be a surprise. It will be change. But lots of things are, and I think it's a change that our fans will come to know and love over time. They're hoping that their new fans will eventually start to like this logo. Now, if you guys also watched XFL this past season before they had a shutdown and even followed some of the fan sites on Facebook or Twitter. I think St. Louis BattleHawks are definitely winning the battle of who made out better here. The St. Louis fans or the LA Rams uh, team. And even the St. Louis Battle Hawks logo looks even better than the Rams logo. So, if I was the Rams, you know, with all this cry, you know, if you, you, you want to kick off the new era in your new stadium, you got to step up your game and get a better logo and just maybe listen to Mr. Dickerson with his two logos there now at the time of us recording I believe the logo on the left which is the fan art made one was ahead by a couple thousand clicks over the booster club one so I'll be interesting to see if the Rams do change the logo and do they go with one of these two that Eric Dickerson is going to suggest Another story that came out, um, I believe it was yesterday, uh, Tuesday. Once again, NCAA cannot get out of their own way. Trevor Lawrence of the Clemson Tigers, him and his girlfriend started a GoFundMe account for anybody that, would, that is being affected by this nasty virus, the coronavirus that's affecting everybody all over the world, um, they started a GoFundMe account to obviously um, collect money to help any families or people that are affected by the coronavirus, You know, whether it be medical bills or being out of work, and NCAA said nope, shut it down. At some point, you know, I understand the NCAA doesn't want them to um, make money off their likeness or their name or, you know, whatever their exact rule uh, states. Um, yeah, it doesn't want after off their name, image or likeness. That's that's why they they told Trevor Lawrence to, to shut it down. This should be like a base-to-base situation because with everything going on in the world with this virus and how it's affecting cities and states and nations and countries, here is someone, and I mean other athletes are out there too, you know, donating money to help. Victims of the the virus and teams and and some of their owners, even though some of the owners are making their employees take 50% pay cuts. Here's a kid who's not making money yet that we know of willing to help out this way. And you guys say no. Now, granted, a couple hours later, NCAA did come out, say they're allowing Lawrence to put it back up. But this is after everybody start jumping on you of how much of an ass you guys are for doing this. Like, again, I, 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 I can't comprehend the, the thinking here of what would make a person say, no, can't do it. Put it down. Even though, it, even though you're doing something great for mankind, shut it down now. I mean, I'm pretty sure I, I've never started a GoFundMe. I've seen him before. I'm pretty sure he didn't just put there a GoFundMe account for Trevor Lawrence and my girlfriend to, to raise money. I'm pretty sure he put something in there saying, you know, all this money will be donated to families ...that are affected by the the pandemic coronavirus. Now, uh, the Clemson Athletics uh, Department came out with a statement... ...and, you know, admit it, that the NCAA reached out to Clemson Athletics this evening... ...informing us that they are waiving restrictions that had been in place... ...and are now allowing institutions to utilize discretion with respect to funding efforts. We applaud and appreciate their swift action in permitting this activity to help people in a time of need. Now again, I mean, NCAA is only doing it because people jumped all over them for being dumbasses. They can't get out of their own way. Now, I I saw someone um, on Twitter say, this is just another step to take another step to show you how well NCAA is. How, basically, NCAA, you know, their joke to begin with and then just said, you know what? Hold my beer. I'm going to be even more stupid now and by shutting down this kid for doing the uh, fundraiser. I just can't, Understand how stupid like these people can be all over and I I'd be willing to bet it's not gonna be millions of dollars he's gonna raise. I'm sure it's gonna be thousands, but what what is even say say he raises ten grand? What is ten grand to a organization that makes millions every year and you're gonna gripe over $10,000 you're going to cause a fuss over nickels basically to what you make on TV deals on bowl games I mean you're just a flat out joke and you know it's sickening it's sickening to see NCAA be this way and that for that reason I'm bringing back an award I haven't done in a couple months. So NCAA, you get this award. You're not really that stupid, are you? Because I really think you are really that stupid. So we're gonna take a quick break here. When we come back, um, we're gonna talk a little bit of free agency. With some players being released, XFL players starting to be signed by teams and little Philadelphia Eagles talk with um, some upgrades to their their defense. So we will be right back. Hey what's up everybody This is your good friend Jibo From Stay Tuned Sports Are you looking to get into Writing or putting out podcasts To give your hot takes Or your opinion about certain subjects Of the major sports Or even e-gaming Well head over to BaileyUpSports.com And send the guys a message To get some information About how you could join our family I've been part of the BaileyUp Sports family Since February And I'll tell you what It's a, a bunch of great Guys and gals Help each other all out And don't judge each other about what we put out there. So if you're interested, head over to BaileyUpSports.com. Send a message to the guys. We're looking for writers, editors, even podcasters. So again, that is BaileyUpSports.com. Head over there, message them, and even read some of our articles. and welcome back yes it's uh, your good friend Jimbo here and I've wanted to play that song for quite a while on on the show just always keep forgetting to do it so reason why I bring that up is we the Philadelphia Eagles made a couple more um, free agent signings nothing you know over the top that's gonna like really put them as a Super Bowl favorite but some that are very interesting um, Last week I talked about how we signed, re-signed, I should say, Jalen Mills and Rodney McLeod, as well as we traded for Darius Slay. Um, I believe we, uh, I believe I talked about it last week. Uh, so we got Darius Slay from the Detroit Lions. Um, I believe we gave up a third-round pick for him, uh, three-year deal, roughly about thirty-six million. But his deal is backloaded, and earlier this week, I believe it was Monday, we also signed Will Parks, who played with the Denver Broncos, signed him to a one-year deal. He well, he grew up an Eagles fan, and just from listening to him talk, you know, he definitely seems like he has something more to prove now. Not only that he got, you know. Overlooked, I guess, you know from the Broncos for not resigning him, but also he's playing for his, his team that he loved growing up and Earlier today we signed nickel Roby Coleman from the Rams signed him to a one-year deal that is worth up to 1.3 million Now all you Eagles fans that always and keep on bashing Harry Roseman because he doesn't jump in and Overpay for Byron Jones or go for and, and trade Zach Ertz for Julio Jones. I saw that that rumor and you know that's a topic for a different day. But totally overhauled the secondary. At least he's making the the attempt to upgrade the secondary because let's be honest, trash cans were a lot better than this secondary from last year. And on top of that, between signing Mills, McLeod, Will Parks, Nickel, uh, Roby Coleman, he only spent $5 million against the cap this year for those guys. Oh, and, and add Darius Slay. Now, granted, Darius Slay's contract is back low so it basically looks like only a, a two year contract um, all these guys are anywhere between 25 and 28 years old so again earlier this uh, offseason Howie Roseman came out and said he wants to get younger so he's, he's doing that part of it and the only problem is he hasn't addressed the wide receiving core and I'll get to that in a second of my thinking of why he might be doing that Darius Slay obviously marked down as a number one guy He's played very well for the Lions we wanted to trade for him before the trading deadline last year unfortunately could not get a, a deal done I like the Will Parks deal I like Jalen Mills and I'm, I'm starting to warm up to the idea of putting him back out of safety. He did get burned a lot with double moves. And at least if he's playing safety, he's not going to play the, the, the Malcolm Jenkins type role where he's always going to be up in the box. He's a sound tackler. Very rarely misses tackles. He's, he's very animated when it comes to that defense. Rodney McLeod resigning. I like it. I didn't want him to leave. I'm happy he's here for two years. I'd be willing to bet it's probably a, you know, a one-year deal with next year being backloaded. I'm starting to get excited for this secondary. I mean, not like I said, not excited to the point where we're going to win the Super Bowl now because of these moves. But I think the defense is going to be a lot better against the pass this year at least on paper because again I do like the Javon Hargrave signing Um, there's still the rumor floating around out there that uh, we're trying to strike a deal for the Jaguars defensive end which I think the only way we get him is if we trade for the, 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 the first round draft pick of this year and I don't like that I don't think the Jaguars would take, say, Alshon Jeffrey and Malik Jackson for their player straight up. I don't think they would go for that. But if we were to get him, I mean, that line would just be a monster. Now, the one... Spot on the team now the glaring spot that we need upgrading is our wide receiving core. I think with These moves here with you know the Will Park signing the Darius Slade trade bringing Mills and McLeod back. I think this is setting Howie Roseman up To save his draft picks and I see him moving up into the high teens to get one of the top receivers. Whether it's C.D. Lamb. Or Higgins. Which Higgins may. Be there. At 21. And I think Jeffrey. Alshon Jeffrey is on the team still. Because. As a backup plan. Meaning. If. How he doesn't get one of his receivers that he wants, they'll keep Jeffrey on the on the team. I think if they get the receiver they want, the very next day Jeffrey will be gone. We're, we're going to eat a lot of his his money. It's going to be a lot of dead money. But next year we won't have him on the books. Now I think though. By signing all these corners is tipping Howie's hand of what he's doing. And I think he's gonna have to overpay to get up into that 12, 11, 12, you know, draft spot. But if you could get one of those top two, top three receivers, depending on what you're giving up. I mean, obviously you gotta give up the 21 spot. You have a second and a third round pick. Um, I mean, you probably could move up there just by doing a a, a one and a three. But by showing your hand here, they may be asking for, for more. But you have to be damn sure that whatever you're giving up, the receiver you're drafting... Is a surefire starter day one. Granted, now I did see someone say, "Let's not forget." You have Doug Peterson as as the play caller, head coach. He's, Carson Wentz still has Zach Ertz, um, Dallas Goddard, Deshaun Jackson. If he stays healthy, you know he still has weapons. Miles Sanders, but. You can never have too many weapons. And just imagine how well this offense would be if we could get one of these top rookie receivers and how, actually, I think it would help Miles Sanders more than Carson Wentz, even though, you know, it definitely will help Carson. But if you get one of those top receivers in the draft, the defenses aren't going to be able to stack the box or worry about Miles Sanders as much as they would if we didn't have a, a top receiver. I'm not giving up on JJ yet. I still think if they get if they get a, a, t- a top three receiver from the draft, I think you'll be looking at that receiver as your number one guy. Deshaun number two, and I think JJ slides in there at three. And he's he's gonna be better this year than last year. And uh, another reason why I think Howie is how he kind of showed his his hand of what the route he's going um to pick up a, a receiver is the fact that he didn't try to sign Robbie Anderson or Prashad Perriman. I mean, you look at what they signed for. Perriman signed one-year deal uh, worth up to $8 million with the Jets. And Robbie Anderson signed a two-year $20 million with the Panthers. Not overly expensive. Especially Perriman. I think Perriman would have been the, the better pickup, less Um, off the field controversy and last year behind Mike Evans and Chris Goodwin he still ended up with 600 plus yards and six touchdowns as a number three guy That's not that bad now if we assigned him I don't think we draft uh, one of the receivers in in the, the draft I think maybe you'd be looking at like second or third round there. So this draft is definitely going to be interesting for Philly whenever we have it. Because I think there's still talk of postponing a little bit. They already came out and said that they're going to do a a studio-like draft. um, Probably going into the war rooms to do the draft picks. Things of of that nature. Now there is still one receiver out there though that Philly could sign, and that is Cam Phillips of the Houston Rednecks. Now I bring this up because we already have two of the big names from the XFL: PJ Walker and Jordan uh, Tamu signed to NFL teams. PJ Walker got signed to the Panthers after. Carolina released Cam Newton, who's a free agent right now. Even that situation with Carolina and, and Cam was, I think, poorly handled. He, you know, I'll get back to XFL guys here in a second, but I just want to say a quick piece about the, the the Cam Newton situation. Like, you told him that you know he had he 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 was granted his permission to seek a trade he comes out and says, I never asked for a trade. Then, once you couldn't find a trading partner, you released him only to sign Teddy Bridgewater a few hours later to a three-year, $63 million contract. I mean, it's not a bad pickup. Teddy Bridgewater, I think, is a good quarterback. He showed last year with the Saints when Breeze went out for those five games that he could still play. Now, I think the Saints have a better receiving core and probably offensive line than Carolina does, so it'll be interesting to see interesting to see how he plays there. And the Panthers uh saved nineteen million dollars in cap space with only two million in dead money. Then they turn around and like I said, sign PJ Walker. Two year deal. Uh that's worth one and a half million dollars. Includes signing bonuses, workout bonuses, all this other stuff. But PJ Walker, he I think was definitely the best quarterback in the XFL. And the next day, Jordan Tamu signed with the Chiefs. Going over there with Andy Reid he was uh the xFL's third rated quarterback for the battle of the Hawks and not a bad stat line um they played what, five or six games before they had a the, had to shut it down he completed 72 percent of his passes over a thousand yards 12 touchdowns and was only intercepted twice now again this you know XFL was not the NFL caliber corners and defenses like that but showed he could be a backup, could come in, you know, when needed. So if the NFL has this preseason game, because again, with this virus that is taking over our nation, you know, sports is put on hold for a while, not sure when they're going to start. It'll be, I, I hope they get some preseason so they we could get a, a better look at these guys. I'm just curious where the XFL goes now because those those guys, P.J. Walker, Jordan Tamu, um, Cam Phillips, they were starting to be the face of that league. and Unfortunately for the XFL, this is how it's going to be. You, you're going to have to build a league with a lot of no-name guys and hope that the product is good enough. To keep the fans interested they already came back out and said that they will be back next year they're working on expanding the league already to a couple more teams hopefully Philly gets one I wouldn't mind going down there during February and March just get a little little football feel to that but I think that's going to be it for this week. I think I covered everything that, you know, we possibly could talk about. If there's ever, especially in times like this now with this virus going around and the sports kind of put on hold, if there's any any topics or subjects you want me to talk about or you want to ask me a question and, you know, I'll answer and give you a shout out on the show, head over to Twitter and send us the message there at ST Sports Podcast or Head over to our Facebook page and send us a message there. Or go to our website, staytunedsports.net. There's a way you can contact us on there. Um, And I'll be more than happy to answer any type of questions, any sports questions, anything like that. Um, So, till next time, this is your good friend Jimbo, signing out.